You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> I, I watch. <laughs> He's hit and sacked. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Lucky Bob Billion. You're a Packers fan, right? Oh, yeah. I'm about to piss you off. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Rutledge and Hamilton, live from the Everlight Solar Studio, presented by Coors Light. Prime time, if the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. That's Matt Hamilton <laughs> hopping in there, uh, crushing a Coors Light. You hear the laugh of Chris Orr. Chris, thanks for joining the show. Of course, man. Bucky thanks for having me. Bucky by a billion. We will talk about the homecoming game coming up against Rutgers a little bit later in the show. We'll talk some Packers football as well. Get into the show, 844 3776. But, Chris, I know you're not a baseball fan, mm-hmm. but out there right now, I think are a lot of disgruntled Brewer fans. Primetime Wollersheim, you said you called yourself what a, a softcore Brewers fan. What would you, what was it? <laughs> Hardcore casual. Hardcore casual. <laughs> which could also not be not safe a, for work. Could, could, yeah, could also be a, a category on a site. But people, people might be mad at me. I'm not a baseball fan, but. I love the Rangers, man. I'm a Texas boy. I love the Rangers. Oh, they're still alive, right? They got the final. I think so. Yeah, they 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 just knocked out Tampa. Oh, they knocked out Tampa yesterday? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Chris, so you're not a Brewers fan, but that's how I think, look, we were making fun of Matt Hamilton. Matt, we called Matt Hamilton a bandwagon fan because Mm -hmm. not the idea is jumping team to team, but he just kind of hangs out. And if the Brewers party bus goes by and they're out of the way of the playoffs, <laughs> he'll hop up and be like, I'll jump on that bandwagon. That looks like a good time. And look, that sounds like, like you are. Ban- with the- I don't like bandwagon. I know. He, well, Matt didn't like that term, and I know you don't like that term. But to me, that's kind of like Rangers are going, they're having a good time. Like, all right, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. hop on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so that's, yeah. that's more yeah. of it. It's not so much you're hopping team to team. It's right, more right, of like, right. I'm going to enjoy that ride. Mm-hmm. And so sure, that's where Matt sure. you, Fairweather think, fans, in other ways. See, to me, fairweather means you're just going, they're good, you're in, you're bad, they're out. Yeah. Matt's out. Like, there's not that's, an interest in it. He has no interest. He's not flirting with other teams. He's zero interest in baseball, and sounds like Chris as well. But when the team that they grew up locally, maybe yeah. rooting for when they were a kid, that team does well, like, right. well, I'm going to get invested here at they the back. Out of like, the woodwork, hop back yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Coming out it, of the woodwork's another yeah. way to put it. We called it yesterday. Like, they're, you're an acquaintance. You're not, you know, you're not yeah, best yeah, friends yeah, acquaintance. with the Rangers, sure, but you're an sure. acquaintance. They the, invite the him over yeah. once a year, and he's for like, sure. "Yo, no, I used to really be close with this team, but now it's like, oh, only yeah. in October you don't when have they have their sure. Halloween yeah. party. You for don't sure. have their number saved, but you know who it is. When they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who it is right yeah. away when they text. Maybe Rangers is how it pops up when they <laughs> when they text Chris. And same with the Brewers from Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Maybe Brewers. Yes. All right, prime time. But you are hardcore casual. So how are you feeling today? I mean, I'm, yeah, it's hard not to be upset, and it's hard not to be frustrated with a team that loses the same way every single year. They, mm. they had 20 men left on base over the course of two games. They only generated 20 hits over the course of two games. They scored five runs against a team mm. that was the worst team. 20 hits over two games isn't bad. 20 hits over two games is fine, but when you can't yes. bring any of them home, yeah. that's yeah. when it's the same thing every single year. They've always got the Their grace. offense is impotent. Yes, 23rd in OPS this season, 23rd in batting average. It showed up in the playoffs as it does every time. That's because them baseball guys, man, they're too, they're too nonchalant, man. They're too laid back. <laughs> they play so many games, they don't, they don't care until it's too late. True. Uh, so I wanted to ask this, and I think this could be a sore spot, but I, I think this is the best way to save it. To say it, I think the Brewers, in theory, it just in general, are too cheap to win a World Series. Yeah. I know the Royals were a small market team that won a World Series. I know Tampa's had success as a small market team, but it's not even the market. It's and it's not even dollars in free agencies, Chris. It is this idea that the Brewers, they don't spend money 
usually on high-end players. They did it with Christian Yelich, but now mm. they, they kind of just said, well, that was our big money guy. He's not coming through. We just have to eat it. So yeah. you know, so that's one that's being cheap. You're not saying, well, money. yeah, we got to spend more. It's mm. just like, well, we did it. It didn't work. We just have to ride it out. So that's mm. one way they're doing it. Their pitchers, with Josh Hader last year, they trade away these pitchers before they get paid big money. Mm. And so they never pay any of these pitchers long-term money. They make that commitment. But here's the other part of it. They're cheap in uh, transactions because they don't want to give up the lifeblood of their organization, which are these young prospects. So it's a cycle of, like, we give up Corbin Burns, we get these young guys that we can develop that are cheap, mm-hmm. and then when we have to pay them again, we'll get rid of them. And then we just hope that at some point all the planets align and we win a World Series. Mm. But that's not the way to do it. Nah. And eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I think the Brewers are too cheap to win a World Series to you. And Chris, you can tie that to football. Yeah. You've, probably, you've rooted for, been around teams where, mm-hmm. whether it's the facilities whether yeah. it's the spending money, uh, you know, obviously Wisconsin does a good job of that, of spending money on the facilities. Now they're mm-hmm. doing it with name and likeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the NFL, too, te- players know of, oh, yeah. there's a cap on what these teams will do. So, like, mm-hmm. that's not the best organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely know the teams that are like, uh, they're not paying anybody, even their guys. And, yeah, looking to trade away whoever they can. It's going to sound bad, but I, I would the Colts are one of them. You know, just look at what JT right now. Yeah. Uh, trying to get rid of them before – you actually have to pay him or whatever. McCaffrey's helping the running backs out a lot. Shout out, <laughs> shout, out shout out, CMC. But yeah, yeah, you got to spend the money to make the money. You got to spend the money to win a championship. You got to find a happy medium of having young guys that can develop. And you need some veteran leadership around. You need an established star that can just shoulder the load a little bit as well. So yeah, yeah, it's that's it's a good tough. point. That you are also missing out on veterans, mm-hmm. and that applies to any sport because veterans sport. get paid. Yes, and if you don't have veterans around and you have a really young team, mm-hmm. you don't get paid. Look yep. at the Packers this year. The reason why I said, and I still feel decent that I had them under six and a half wins. Maybe they get to seven, and it's not a matter of like how good Jordan Love or any mm-hmm. of these young players are going to be. It's hard as hell to win a football game. Yeah. It's hard to be consistent week to week. Mm-hmm. It's hard to bounce back after, honestly, the Packers offensively have played a lot of poor quarters, mm-hmm. and now they're trying to dig themselves out of it. Having veterans in that room, which mm-hmm. is my whole case for bringing in someone yes. on offense that was just a little bit more experienced, mm-hmm. helps you, I think, bounce back in that case. Mm-hmm. But with the Brewers, they're kind of the lovable losers, which is a term they used to use <laughs> for the Cubs. <laughs> That was an old Cubs term, but the Cubs won a World Series. But the Cubs only cared about filling Wrigley Field. Yeah. Like for the longest time when they're lovable losers, it's like, great, I hope we win. We just need to win enough to make sure that people keep on yeah. coming into Wrigley Field. The Brewers, I think, Tough. only care about winning enough to fill AmFam Field mm. until the end of the year. Then maybe they get a, an extra couple tickets. Then they got two extra games of ticket sales and, and, and selling Coors Light. That's not a good look, man. That's not a good look. I, I'm. Yeah, I don't want anybody out there to get confused either. You don't necessarily need a veteran star either. Right. Like, even if it's a veteran, like, glue guy. I'm trying to think of somebody that will be an example of that. Like, Randall Cobb. Yeah. Like, Randall Cobb. Like, yeah. if Randall Cobb was on the Packers. They had him, yeah. They, they had that last year, yeah. Right. Consistent. Uh, you know what he's going to bring day in, day out. He's going to be a good leader for the young guys. And eventually, probably even throughout the course of the season, he's going to end up taking a back seat. Like, you don't, you don't necessarily need a star. To come in there, but you definitely need veteran leadership. Yes. You can't just live off of young guys all the time. Like that's it just doesn't work like that. Right. And also like young guys, like I don't want to say they're like something they get hurt. Like yeah. old guys just know how to like because, grind through well, things. When you first come into any league, any any professional league, you have to like learn how to take care of your body. Like you you probably have some of these ideas that you gained, you know, through college, high school, wherever you were, or training before you got to the league, but there's a different way of taking care of yourself. These veterans understand the rigors of the season. They understand that, hey, at this point in the season, bro, you're going to really need to start doing this. You're going to need to start eating like this because we're going to go through this stretch, whatever the case is. But that leadership is, man, you can't, you literally can't replace it. And you only learn it through experience. So by having those vets, your rookies don't have to do that. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Are the Milwaukee Brewers too cheap? To win a World Series, primetime might be unfair because I'm not anti. I don't want anyone assuming I'm anti Brewer. I'm not anti Brewers because, like, I, yes, I like the Cubs. I'm not passionate about. It. I've I've fully admitted that I basically after they won a World Series, 
I'm a bandwagon fan. Like, if they were in the playoffs, I'd be happy for them. But I'm not living and dying with every pitch. And I definitely don't hate the. I was a Brewers fan. I still am. But, like, I was a diehard Brewers fan until they switched to the National League. I still like the Brewers. I wanted them to do well. I wanted them to go further. It's good for everyone. It's good for our radio show. It's good for our stations. Like, we are, we are the flagship of WTMJ. Like, October I want, baseball is so much fun to watch. And it's fun to watch. And when it's fun if it's locally. It, it's, it's the best. I would have tried mm-hmm. to get to a game. I mean, so this isn't like Brewers hate. I just feel bad. I texted my brother. I'm like, He's a diehard Brewers fan, and he watches a boatload of games and goes to uh, a handful a year. And uh, you know he he's got it worse because he said all his teams break his heart because he's a Bulls fan and a Bears fan uh, and a Brewers fan. So uh, like, he picked the yeah, wrong ones. He's yeah, going he's, it. he's got a and the Sox as well. Oh, yeah. So it's got he's got a rough rough pick right he's here. But it. the Brewers were a, a team that uh, he's very passionate about, and I always ask him. I prod him a little bit, but like. Because he always tries to get back on me for the Cubs thing. I'm like, dude, I don't care. I'm like, I honestly told him like two weeks before. I'm like, I hope the Brewers win the division because like the Cubs aren't doing anything, and it means so much more to you if the Brewers win the division <laughs> than like for me if the Cubs do. Especially this is kind of a bonus year. Uh, thank you. But the idea was guy. that like, um, you gotta get tired of winning the budget Olympics. Mm. Like yeah. this idea of like, look, we did so much with so little. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Nobody cares like, about that. Winning the division is great, but when you win the division, what five out of six years, and then never advance. Yeah. into the World Series itself, like, mm-hmm. what are we playing for? And mm-hmm. when you look at this team, when you look at the franchise and how they decided to make their moves, like, them going to arbitration in the offseason with Corbin Burns says everything you need to know. Honestly, I feel like that's how I felt at the time. And at the time, I thought they were, weren't even close to a playoff team. They ended up making it by the you know, sort of like having the young guys sort of come together. But you see, like, have being in a bad division and then finally making it to the playoffs and facing off against another good team who has young players balanced with that veteran leadership mm-hmm. like Chris was saying. like They just don't invest, and you can see whenever those big-name players like a Corbin Burns, probably Brandon Woodruff too, they're going to send those guys to arbitration and just ruin whatever relationship they have. We already saw him do it with Josh Hader. It's just, you said it yes, on yesterday's show, Jim. It is, it is rinse and repeat with this team. Tough. It's unfortunate. 844-770-3776. Are the Milwaukee Brewers too cheap to ever win a World Series? Look, maybe they go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison go be a winner. That's where winners go. Maybe Antonasio, who the franchise, he's gained a billion dollars in worth of the franchise. If you owned a car or a home and it went up a billion dollars, you'd have some discretionary income. Don't give me this operational cash flow crap when your investment has gone up a billion dollars since you bought it. The Brewers have money, but if they felt like they needed more money for their operating cash flow, because that's the excuse they always use, go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison, because that's where winners go. Winners go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Uh, over $10 million in jackpots last month alone. What are you waiting for? Go be one of those winners at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Jim Rutledge with Chris Orr. We're presented by Coors Light. And Tim and Oregon chimes in. Matt showed great enthusiasm, and I appreciate that. Uh, That was Tim in Oregon. And also chiming in, said the Brewers play medium money ball uh, in reference (laughs) to the Oakland A's there. Robin Madison chimes in, and... Basically, who uh, was there really to get when teams were selling? No CC Bath, CC's the Bathy, no game changing hitter, no Otani. Okay, but you could have spent money in the offseason. You could have now Scherzer didn't work out for the Rangers, but they didn't know that when they done it. Like you could have gotten Scherzer now. Yes, he tore, but we didn't know that when it happened. So, like, it was available. They were floated around Pete Alonso. The Mets might have been more motivated to make a move that the Brewers are willing to do it, but the Brewers don't want to pay someone when they bring him in, and they cannot give up these prospects. And Rip Rona chimes in. I think everybody mad about Wisconsin sports choking or not uh, going far enough has it all wrong. For me, sports are all about the entertainment with my family and friends and having some soda pops and some Coors Lights. Uh, Bucks, I threw that part in. But Bucks, Packers, <laughs> Brewers. Only the title, uh, only one title the past decade, but countless moments of fun. I think we're lucky to be Wisconsin sports fans. That sounds horrible. Cool. That sounds cool. soft. 
That sounds soft, man. What are you talking about? Let's see, that's what I'm saying. Fan, you're short for fanatic. You're supposed to be crazy about your team. You're supposed to want your team. Obviously, you can't. Well, you shouldn't, at least, because it's professional sports. You shouldn't win the Super Bowl or World Series and NBA championship every year. But come on, man. Come on, man. You can't be – you can't sit here and say, oh, I'm just happy like we have some good moments. But then your season ends in heartbreak every year. Yeah. So I, you're, you're, your last taste every year is bitter. <laughs> it's disgusting. Come on, man. I don't, don't make a soft excuse. Right now, 83% of you say, yes, the Brewers are too cheap to ever win a World Series. 844-770-3776. Judgmental Jim is right. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> okay. Jim. it's okay to hold your team accountable. And, like, mm. I get it. I get this idea, Rip, and I, 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 and I understand it. There is this element of, hey, it's nice to be able to enjoy the season to the For end. Sure. But two things can be true. Mm. Hey, it was a fun ride. But, man, I'm getting sick of getting kicked in the junk yeah. uh, every year at the end. And in this case, the Brewers' case, it is avoidable. Do you, I mean, there is no cap on the dollars they need to spend. Antanasio has gone, had the, the value of this team go up a billion dollars. There is a, do you think one more player at $10 million would have made a difference? Prime time. Yeah, it very well could have. I mean, maybe Pete Alonso. I don't know the exact specifics of his contract right well, now. But I, what they need, yeah, Pete Alonso, put him in a damn World Series. Oh, they would mm. need uh, maybe not the World Series because I think they were still lacking in a lot of other areas. But in, getting a guy like Pete Alonso instead of Carlos Santana or Marcana, guys who are decent stop gaps, like help provide a little juice to the lineup. But like these aren't guys who are going to change the course of a series like a Pete Alonso would. Pete Alonso, he at least makes it a one-run game down to the wire last night. In the first game, they probably win that game with a bat like his in the lineup because, I mean, he crushes home runs, which is something that literally nobody on this team did last year. I think you read it yesterday, Jim. 25th in the MOB in home runs. They just they can't score. Like mm. It is like the worst version of Iowa football. Iowa football oh. might be more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's serious. Saying a lot. Yes. That's saying a lot, man, especially for the Iowa suck eyes, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Uh, but as you, like, as you look at it with, like, you know, different players were. You know, there was trades throughout the year. There's different things where uh, decent players were were traded for. Uh, Jamier Candelero was a first baseman, third baseman that the Cubs got from the Nationals. The Brewers were in on him. He provided the pop for the Cubs at the end. He was part of the reason why they went from a team that was out of the wild card chase to competing for the division, and then you know fell off at the end. But that was pitching, not their bats. Like he was a guy they could have gotten. It would have cost a little bit of money, a little bit of prospects. He ended up being a three WAR player at the end of the year. But he made a difference. You don't think they could have used help at third and first base slash utility? Oh, certainly. Especially those two positions more than anything. I mean, they had, I think they brought in Joey, or not Joey Weimer, or Jesse Winker to pinch hit last night. I mean, they're just bringing in guys like Josh Donaldson, a guy who played third base, a guy who got cut by the Yankees earlier this season. Like, Chris, they're, they're basically bringing in just like undrafted free agents to help fill in stop gaps at the end of the season. No disrespect uh, to an undrafted free I was agent. I say, come on now. Sorry, come sorry. Now. I shouldn't come have said it. I shouldn't have said now. it that way. You want to go back there now. and kick his ass? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he easily now. could. He easily could. Now, man. There's more undrafted free agents in the Hall of Fame than the first rounders, man. All right. Okay. I mean, <sighs> take that for data. Yeah. But, <laughs> that is a great data you got, point. You, you got to shake it back there a little bit, Chris. <laughs> at the same point, at the same point. You need stars every once in a while. You need those guys to help build out the undrafted free agents, the gritty guys to build the roster. But For like sure. you said, you need the veteran mm-hmm. presence and the For true sure. leaders. and they, You definitely do. They didn't really have that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you to your point, yeah. Acquiring an undrafted free agent at the end of the year isn't going to inspire confidence yeah, in your team and your fans. That, that yeah. was the point I was if, making. If yes. you're getting an undrafted, I'll tell you this. If you, if you see your team getting undrafted free agents at the end of the season, they're done. They have, they've already hung up their cleats. They know the season's over. They're yeah. just trying to get somebody in. Uh, oh, let's just take a look at this guy. Maybe we find a diamond in the rough. Like, let's exactly. just see. That's more like a, long, like a long-term investment. Yeah, and yeah, when you're making sure. a trade, you're trying to get like a quick like uh, flip. You know? yeah. You're just trying to get something. Yeah. Especially in baseball. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, but they're, look, the, the Brewers are just – I'm sorry. It, it, I think they're just too cheap to everyone in the World Series. Because here's the other problem. Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, I'm not an expert on this. But I believe that their arbitration, this next year is the last year of arbitration for them, both of them. Yes, and they're, they're in their final cycle. Same with William Adamas, too, their shortstop. Right, so that means all three of those players are going to be gone. Yeah, you're, you're, not even a, you're not attractive to anybody, though, going to arbitration. You're not attractive to any player. No player wants to come to an organization that uses that. Yeah, and so those who don't know, and, and Chris, I, I kind of want to put you in the shoes in this. 844-770-3776. We are asking you, are the, two Brewer, are the Brewers too cheap to ever win a World Series? Arbitration process, and I'm sure you know some of it, but I'll explain it to the fans as well. And in Corbin Burns' purpose uh, and situation, he didn't have an agent. 
So it's like a negotiation, but it's basically the Brewers came in and said, you know, you think you're worth $14 million because you had all these great stats last year, but you did these five things and we blame the entire season's failure on you, so we want to oh. pay you $9 million. Oh. Or I, you know, like that's basically how they come back and say, here's all the things you suck at and that's yeah. why we shouldn't pay you this mm-hmm. money. And that's face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And Cor- Corbin Burns said, yeah, that has a direct effect on my for feelings sure. for this team. Mm-hmm. No, he went out and pitched and is a professional. Right, right, right. But when it's it comes around job. to the idea of like hometown uh, discount, you get mm-hmm. out of here with that. That mm-hmm. ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, any sort of wanting to – in baseball, hometown discount is more like signing early, mm-hmm. which the Brewers are obviously were not interested in. Because you try to buy – basically you can buy out their arbitration, Chris, where it's like, hey, these few years we're going to have these negotiations. You're going to get underpaid. We'll, we'll kind of pay you – more than you're getting paid now, and buy out some of those years. It'll work out for you, work out for us. You get guaranteed money, right. and we'll get a little. You're going to be good, so we'll probably be underpaying you in the back end of it. But right. you get 100 million dollars guaranteed. Right. So right. we all win on them baseball. Contracts. But like that, But like right. But in football, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've been in a situation like that, but that's not no. great. If you're nego- this is why they say in football or any sport you shouldn't negotiate yourself yeah, yeah, because. Yeah, for sure. You're gonna to want to has to hear the whole reason of the mm-hmm. agent is to be able to to have the team be yep. able to relay stuff to the agent mm-hmm. and then they can soften it up or yep. not even tell you to keep those yep. relations in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point, yeah, that's the point of an agent is your agent's defending you. So the the job of the agent in that situation would be to basically spin those spin those five things around and be like, well, your manager sucks or whatever it is, uh, your pitch count, whatever, and. Usually you get the hometown discount whenever, especially you draft somebody. You draft them, they have some success, especially you get on them early. Early is always better from an organization standpoint. I don't get that, especially in baseball because their their uh, their life expectancy is is a lot longer. So it, it'd be easy to jump on somebody, but I think just whenever you get to negotiations, I think anytime you get uh, nasty like that. It's not going to be good because it even ruins the dynamics of your team. Like, there's a there's another young guy on that team that's an up and comer that's like, yeah, these guys suck. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not about to sit here and negotiate with you. You're going to just tell me what I'm horrible at or or whatever the case is, which everybody does. But at the same time, like, bro, help me out. Right. Help me out a little bit. Like, don't just tell me what I was bad at. Actually, actually, tell me my true value. Actually, actually, be real. Don't just try to get me for as cheap as possible. Just so I can shut up and take my money and be quiet or whatever. Because a lot of people would think like, oh, you're arguing about millions. And like, yes, yes, everybody knows that. But at the same time, you would still want to be compensated for what you do. You want to be compensated for what you've done, uh, your value. And your value changes based on whoever's out there. Like, that's why uh, Mahomes and all these guys, well, not Mahomes, Mahomes set the market, but... You know, with Deshaun Watson's contract, that's why all these guys are like, man, I should be getting this, this, and that. Look at what this guy's doing. The Daniel Jones contract. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Like, that's why Saquon Barkley's pissed. He should be. <laughs> Look, you're paying this dude 160. He couldn't do anything without me. You need me. I'm vital to your organization. JT, too. Come on, Chris. Come on, man. Just just go behind Ursay's. Yeah, go Chris behind Ursay's back. Two things. Go behind Ursay's back and pay my boy. And then, two. Give me a call, man. I know you need a linebacker. I know you need. I know. I know you need. I know you need a body. <laughs> Shaq Leonard's still out, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Come on, man. He a little dinged up, man. Come on, man. Let me take them practice reps off him or something. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. The Milwaukee Brewers too cheap to win a World Series. They are nineteenth in payroll this year, Ooh. and I know that high payrolls do not guarantee success. Just look at the Mets. Padres. Padres, the Yankees. But the Rangers, they're in the playoffs. The Phillies are in the playoffs. The Dodgers are in the playoffs. Uh, Astros? I don't even know what they're what they're doing this year. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're perennially there. The Braves, they're obviously the one of the best teams. Yep. And so you have these teams out there that, yes, you need to have smart people. This is why the Mets have hired David Stearns. Now you're giving a smart guy a lot of money in Chicago. They had Theo. They gave a smart guy in Theo Epstein a lot of money. You know what he did? He won a World Series. He did the same thing in Boston when they gave that smart guy a lot of money. You don't have to give him a ton of money, but you should be above league average. Yeah. If you are, and again, I'm not saying you have to sign long term, year over year, big time deals. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to sell the farm to get something done. Yeah. 
but you have to be more creative in your signings and looking at things and being willing to take some flyers to take that that payroll of 125 and maybe put it at 150. Well, at least be at the top of league average. Be with a twin. Can you be where the Twins are at? That's a small market team. Can you be there? You are barely mm. over the the Detroit t- Tigers who are trying to lose. So like, mm. can you be, like you are above the Diamondbacks, but the Diamondbacks are a very young team. The Brewers, when you're doing it over and over again, and this is the part that kills me, Chris. Their their contracts with these players, as you just touched on, prime time. Adamus is one of their best hitters and two of their best pitchers. Those contracts are done. They're not going to pay them. Also, those pitchers are pushing near 30, mm. and so there's no way they're going to pay these guys if they're healthy and good to go. Yeah. So now your window's resetting, yeah. and now you're going to focus on Peralta and the next young pitcher and the bats, and like we're all going to get excited, and they'll all be competing, and they'll still come up short because they'll never put that little extra cherry on top to get it done. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've always wondered why teams don't, when somebody's wanting a long-term deal, I always wonder why they don't just go to like the prove it the prove it route or we'll pay you we'll pay you some money up front or whatever and then we'll sign you to a two-year deal or whatever. We'll give you a good chunk of what you're asking for up front and then we'll put the rest in incentives. I don't know how baseball contracts work necessarily. Basically to, everything, to you that get everything you, you sign. Yeah, for. yeah. Baseball, I, I know. You they, just get they, your money. Yeah, Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. There's no incentive. You Man. Should have yeah. learned how to swing stick. I mean, I'm too scared to get hit by that ball, man. That's why I never played baseball. Yeah, not, I don't, not necessarily. That's so scared. funny because you're out here shortening necks. And you're, like I'm scared to get hit by the ball. One and two, I'm charging that mound with my bat. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not throwing my bat. I'm charging that mound with my bat. But it is very relatable, Chris, with the idea of like getting. Nobody wants to get hit by a baseball. Like yeah. it, it hurt. Oh, like. Man. You played football, you get the pads and everything yeah, like I'm that, but take like look, a baseball's killed a few people. Like yeah. you catch a ball that, that had you could blind someone. Mm. It is I think the hardest thing, and we could throw this out there as a secondary question, is it harder to hit a golf ball uh or a baseball? I think baseball. Yes. Because you gotta have some courage to stand yep. in there. Yeah. Like especially like think about it, like a knuckleball or a slider coming at you. Oh man. Yeah, no, but, this should be a landslide, honestly. It's it's definitely baseball. Yeah, but there's some golf nerds who are like, Oh, but you gotta yeah, sit yeah. there with your, your technique. You gotta yeah. bring your Yeah. Yeah, man, you, you just you're in your own head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, this thing came up because I got a buddy of mine who played baseball and he always would get mad. He golfs He's like, you know what the dumbest thing is? Everyone gets so quiet when you hit a golf ball. Meanwhile, you got this this pill hurling at you that could kill you <laughs> that will disappear behind your eyesight for a second and you got to figure out is it going to spin back in or plop you in the head Man. it's all coming at you between 85 and 100 miles per hour and everyone's screaming their brains out and the whole world's watching you yet yeah. at a golf tournament god forbid anyone sneezes during the backswing yeah. and everyone loses their mind yeah yeah I, I used to man uh i don't know if i can say this word but there's a Movie series on MTV with Johnny Knoxville and like Steve O. Yeah, they used to always do this prank of on the guy's back backswing with the horn. I I want to do that so bad in my life before I die. I have to do that before I die. I have to go to a golf course. And I'm going to spend probably an entire weekend there, and I'm just going to be distracting people on their backswing. <laughs> I, I think I think it's amazing. I think if you got that much focus, it shouldn't matter. Right. It shouldn't matter. Everybody else has noise. Right. You're 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 exactly right. That baseball, man, I'm telling you. That baseball, that thing, huh? It got some zip off of it. You can hear it when those yeah, when yeah. that when that yeah. like four seamer or that that, yeah. that fastball is spinning. It's terrifying. Yeah, you see, hear it. See, because it's different, like so in football, you just hear the collision. Sometimes you'll be like running to the ball, you'll just hear like boom, and you yeah. like it will scare you or yeah. jolt you or whatever, but I think hearing it come at you and like you can't really move or right. there's really nothing you can do but swing your stick. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh, you miss, you mess around, overstep. Like I always thought about getting hit in like the knee. Right. Like forget getting hit in like the shoulder or like thigh, but the knee, getting hit in the knee. Oh man. Fouled it off your foot? Ah. Yeah. Or you try to bunt it and take your finger off. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or yeah. You see these guys break their hands because they get a ball and it hits them on the fingers. <laughs> Shatter a finger or two. Yeah. Can you uh, imagine uh you imagine you imagine taking a baseball in the shoulder from Bo Jackson? No. No. <laughs> but then you see these guys out there, you see Bo Bo's running through walls too. Like those guys <laughs> like yeah, I mean like it is insane out there. JJ and Pornette chimes in. Obviously more offense would have been nice to have, but 
this was three or four of our best pitchers just not getting it done. Having, having Woodruff available may have mattered, but this is where the lack of depth due to spending not spending money shows up. That might be too cheap to get one, uh, to get there, much less get one. And that's my point. Yeah. And I don't even mean the, the pitching because this year, look, it's not about the pitching. Like Woodruff not pitching didn't matter. Freddie mm-hmm. Peralta was fine, and, and, and before that, uh, Burns wasn't great, but Burns was going to pitch anyway. So, like, you had in this series, Woodruff shouldn't have mattered because you had two really good pitchers. Mm-hmm. The next series, Woodruff being out would have mattered because you wouldn't have been able to, like, kind of stack it up, and that might have cost it to you. But yet, Pitch. the Brewers' payroll was $125 million. If you bump that to $150 million, which is, if you put that to Twins' payroll, I guarantee they have a bat or two more that helps get it done for them. For sure. For sure. And it could be a rental bat. For sure. But that can get it done in one year mm-hmm. deal. And I'm, sure. I'm, it's not like it doesn't have to be crazy money. No. But like for an example, and the uh the the Cubs signed Cody Bellinger. Now it wasn't a, a ch- it wasn't a cheap deal, but it was a cheap deal for what he ended up doing this year. They signed him for one year, seventeen point five million dollars. Mm. So like this is the exact guy, Chris, and primetime. This is my. This is going to be my example. Uh, I, and again, we're asking you: Are the um, Brewers too cheap to win a World Series? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Because I, I want to look at this part of it. Cody Bellinger, seventeen point five million dollars. So the Cubs took an expensive flyer on him mm-hmm. because he was an MVP at one point. He's only twenty eight years old, but he's had a couple bad years. Chris, before this, he went from two thousand nineteen. MVP caliber season. I think he might have won the MVP that year. 305 was his batting average. And then he went to uh, 239 was the next. So he dropped off. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a gold glove caliber center fielder. Right. And so his, his, his batting fell off over the last few years. So in 2020, he hit 239 with 12 home runs. Then in the next year, he hit 165 with 10 home runs. Mm-hmm. He was the MVP in 2019. Mm-hmm. He was rookie of the year in 2017. Gold Glover in 2019. So then at 26, 210, only uh, 19 home runs. Mm. So this was a guy that would have been getting paid $30 million a right. year, if mm-hmm. not more. For and, sure. But the Dodgers let him go. His, his bat fell off. Didn't know what happened. So the Cubs took an expensive flyer, paid him $17.5 million. That is under, Chris, what I said. The Cubs, if the Brewers got to 156, they would have matched the Twins. $17.5 million. He was available. He didn't say, I'm only going to the Cubs. This wasn't some long-term contract. He hit 307 this year, mm. stole 20 bases, had 97 RBI, 26 home runs. Mm. That guy is getting you to the next round. Yeah, game changer. Primetime. Am I wrong? Like, Bellinger, Bellinger, right there, $17.5 million. Yes, it's actually payroll up. Yes, it screws up whatever operational cash flow Anthony was talking about. But this year... That's the guy. Mm-hmm. Forget trading. You want an example? That's the example. One year, $17.5 million. You could have had an all-star caliber player in Bellinger. 26 mm-hmm. home runs, three, 307 batting average, 97 RBI. That puts yeah. him in the next round, right? I, I think it speaks to what the overall philosophy was this offseason. They were never looking for any real free agents. They didn't even maintain their best closing pitcher who was the best closer in baseball. They traded him to the Padres. As soon as they did that, that signaled they were never going in this offseason and they were never going to actually try to win this year. They're prioritizing the long term over the short term because they're never able to, they're never willing to just go all in, like you said, Jim. And what's the long term? Again, and this goes back to why they're kind of the new lovable losers. The long term <laughs> is we're just going to go and be good enough to fill Amfam Field again and again. I, would, I wouldn't say lovable losers, but lovable just... Just like meh. But here's yeah, why meh. I say love yeah, losers. Here's I why I say love losers. The Cubs, look, when they were the lovable losers, they were still making the playoffs. They still had winning records. They still won a division from time to time. The Cubs weren't the Bears. Like the Cubs had different they had heartbreak. That's why they're always cursed. Yes. They yes. would get to the playoffs and have these horrible, crazy things happen to them. But they weren't some dog crap team. They were called lovable losers because something it would all it just repeated over and over again. This was our year to win the World Series, and you didn't because we're talking about winning the World Series as being a loser. If you want to call them the lovable averages, that's fine to make yourself feel better. But like the Brewers, you're just repeating it over and over. Groundhog's Day. Yeah, they're the Gophers, the Milwaukee Gophers. You're just doing it over <laughs> and over again. Gophers, the Groundhogs. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. just over and over again. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean you could call them. I don't know the the horseshoes. Close but no cigar. Every time, always close, Man. always in the mix, but. Never hitting. Can't get it done. No, never hitting home. Cooking with a wet noodle. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a Texas saying? I don't know. No, nah, that's off uh, Little Man. 
Little you ever Man? Seen Little Man? Is that with Marlon Wayans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a hilarious movie. You never uh, seen Little Man? Little Man? All right, Chris. Chris. Oh my All right. goodness. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We're gonna ask the audience, have you ever seen Little Man? Yeah. Solid Marlon Wayans. Uh, so Little Man. Lil L I L. Okay. Uh, but while you're thinking of that, no, make no, sure I think you think little. of. Uh, I thought it was Little. I don't know. I don't but, know now. All right, but think of Ruth Chris Steakhouse while you're trying to think <laughs> if you've seen that movie before. Great place for the sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour. Get yourself a Coors Light. Get yourself a nice steak sandwich. Have a great time. Say what's up to Lee. Make sure you look out for Matt and I there. We're going to try to get there in November here, uh, maybe October. And uh, make sure to say what's up to Lee, whether it's a dinner, whether it is a private event, whether it is a corporate event, or you just want to treat yourself or treat someone important in your life, go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We'll get into the show, 844-770-3776. We were asking you, which is harder to do, hit a baseball or hit a golf ball? And are the Brewers too cheap to win a World Series? And JJ and Ponette chimes in, getting hit with a baseball is no joke. I took one in the shin 15 Ooh. years ago that was pitched by a friend. We were just screwing around, and it probably was only going 80. I still have a lump on the bone where the contusion occurred. Catchers are vastly underpaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that if you're a catcher, like your knees and hips are just, just shrill. Oh, it's like offensive lineman level bad. You think it's worse than uh, – that's a good question. O-line, catcher, or like a goalie. Hockey goalie? Yeah, 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 yeah goalie. About, uh, this, they're probably about the same, I yeah. bet. But, goalie, but the thing is that they're – goalies and catchers, like you're lighter than the O-linemen. True, true, yeah. Those guys, I mean, they're 6'6". But six, you're still getting in those, like... Yeah. I feel like they, they have to get deeper than O-linemen do. They yeah, but do. there's also... I mean, I feel like with O-linemen, it's the impacts, the repeated yeah, impacts, sure. and, like, pushing off, yeah, like, for explosion. Sure. And whereas carrying 300 pounds. That, that's probably the bigger <laughs> one. Yeah, I would say that's... Yeah, it's not overthinking here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, we also asked Little Man. It was Little Man. My bad. So Little Man. Marlon Waynes and Sean Waynes. Yeah. I can't believe you. It's uh, JJ Poinette said he watched about five minutes, turn it off. What? <sighs> Big things come with small packages. It is a. Um, here's the title of. Here's the description. <laughs> it's directed by Keenan Ivory Waynes, which is one of the Waynes brothers as well. It stars Sean, Marlon Waynes, and Kerry Washington. Mm-hmm. A wannabe dad mistakenly ad- adopts a vertically challenged criminal on the <laughs> lam for his son. Yep. So it won a couple like worst movie of the year awards. It's, it's not a movie that you're like if you're critiquing movies, it's not one of those. Tracy Morgan is in it. John it Witherspoon, a, who I think most people would know from Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah Molly Shannon. Crazy uncle. Yes, yeah. uh, Molly Shannon is in it. Chaz Palminteri is in it. It's it's like a movie like wow. oh man, I'm in a goofy David, mood. David Allen Greer is in it. Man, you got to drink like a case of beer to that. And you're in a goofy <laughs> mood. You're just chilling. It's it's Coors Light and pop on uh, Little Man. I would compare it to like uh, that's my boy. Oh, with uh, um, Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like if you're watching that's my boy, like you're not like this is an amazing movie. You're not watching that in film class. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not watching it because of that. You (laughs) want to laugh. Yeah, the raunchy comedies exactly. and stuff you watch late yeah. at night with your yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah, I love raunchy comedies, by the way. Yeah, the stuff that your wife wants no part of watching. Yeah, it exactly. doesn't, it doesn't even have to be raunchy because if you're talking about shows like that or movies like that, like stupid as well. Like Airplane yeah, yeah, is stupid. really stupid. It's from the 70s and it's a lot of like, it's like the classic jokes of like, surely you can't be serious. And he goes, I, I am, but don't call me Shirley. <laughs> like, like it's it's stupid stuff that guys will laugh at. Laugh at. Uh, but it is uh, it is just dumb. It's like and the so, hangover. Yeah, the Hangover. Yeah, my wife enjoyed hang- the Hangover ones because at least there's a little bit of plot going yeah, on. Yeah. There's like the some there's clearly like quite a plot. Anchor like Anchorman falls more into that dumb Anchorman. movie. Yeah, 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 where there's a, just like mm-hmm. crazy like yeah. outtake scenes, mm-hmm. like, just like no, the battle scene. Right. 
There's no point, like stepbrothers. Yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. point. Like yeah. hangover, it's like, okay, these guys go to a bachelor uh-huh. and there's like they're trying to find their friend. Right. There's a little bit of a, a plot going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, like some of those other ones, it's like this is just literally here, like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, yeah. any of those, like yeah. What are we doing? Why the dolphins? <laughs> like none of that makes any sense. It's just stupid. But I, I definitely think uh, I think guys are far. I'm not saying women don't like the stupid ones, but I think that those skew more towards guys yeah. than oh, towards. towards yeah. I, w- I would say so. I would so, say there's a reason guys are the stars in all those. We're, movies. we're simpler creatures, man. Yeah, no, exactly. Doesn't yeah. take much to get laughs yes. out of me, brother. Because even bridesmaid is more. Ele- it's got the the gross out stuff, but it's still more elevated than I think. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Or yeah, even sure. hangover. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's for a sure. deep like emotional relationship mm-hmm. between two best friends. There's a real message to that movie. <laughs> yes, unlike, unlike <laughs> what I imagine, little man. Is. Like, but what's no the man. ending of Little Man? Like, spoilers. All right, the ending of Little Man. Spoilers out there. Just <laughs> plug your ears for 15 seconds. This spoilers. is the end. This is the end. So, uh, so, so you hear how they're having trouble, like, so having 2006, a kid. 2006. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All having, right. They're All having right, trouble so having a kid. Day. They adopt. They end up adopt, adopting this vertically challenged <laughs> inmate. Criminal. That's what does. You know it. Regular, regular lifestyle. So he's, like, acting like a baby the whole time just to, like, survive. He's trying to, like, steal a diamond. Back that he like, oh my stashed. god, he like stashed the diamond in basically the mom, yeah, in the vents, purse. in the vent. yeah, yeah. He's stashing it in a purse and he's trying to like find it, so he's like living with them for a while. So they do end up, she does end up getting pregnant, and then they had the baby at the end. And it's uh, it's alluded that the baby is actually the vertically challenged guy's kid instead of her husband. I just realized as you're describing the plot of this movie that I have seen this movie. Yes! I watched it when I was probably 12 years old. I have not watched it since. <laughs> I think I found it hilarious at the time. Yeah. I watched, see, I watched That's My Boy. Man, I think I was like a sophomore in uh, high school. I watched it with a couple of my coaches, actually. Within in high school? Yeah, a couple of my high school coaches. I watched this my boy with them. <laughs> Can you guys name what movie this is from? Uh, you blew it! Is that you Bill, blew it! Billy Madison? Yeah. Billy Madison. Yeah. I was about to say, it's definitely Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he is the king of these movies. Oh, for like, sure. Waterboy? Oh, Waterboy? Waterboy? Waterboy is amazing. Mama said. Waterboy is amazing. Even the fact that they captured a lot of, like, a lot of like the Louisiana culture, like the raging Cajun culture, yeah, yeah, was captured in that movie to a T. To a T. Remember a what the name of the university was in the movie? Uh, South Southeastern Louisiana, uh, State. it was South Central Louisiana South Central. State University, yeah, yeah, South Central Louisiana State University. There, I saw somebody make uh Bobby Boucher and Madden or like NCAA. Oh, yeah, nice. It is hilarious. So, I want you to chime in 844-770-3776. Give me your guilty pleasure movie. Ooh. Like, you know, I think yours is Little Man. That's what you're going to give <sighs> us to of like, or like, it's more of like the movie that like, you're embarrassed to admit that you like more than you do. Like, so that, okay. that, 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 we'll go with that. Like, the movie, you're, the movie you're embarrassed to, <laughs> the, to admit you like as much as you do, 844-770-3776. Um, you know, one of them, I don't know if this is my number one, but one comes to mind, which also stars Marlon Waynes and Sean Waynes and Keenan Ivory Waynes in it. Don't be a Don't menace be to South South Central <laughs> while drinking, drinking yeah, your uh, gin juice. and juice in the hood or whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because it sends up how overly dramatic. And I oh, love the sure. movies they make fun of, but oh, at the sure. same time, it was so much fun to spoof oh, those sure. movies. It was mm. fantastic. So we'll take your calls on that. But um, we are giving away, for the first time this year, we're giving away some booze uh, for a Throwback Thursday. Usually we give away beer, but Coors Light has gotten into the beer game. And, excuse me, Scores Light has gotten into the bourbon game, so I am giving away a bottle of Barman 1873 bourbon. So you're going to get a chance to have this new Coors Light bourbon. It is delicious, folks. Uh, Matt and I both got a bottle of it. It is amazing. Barman 1873 bourbon. Bourbon, excuse me. And I'm going to give that to caller number 8 and caller number 18. 844-770-3776. Caller number 8 and caller number 18. Excuse me. Caller just, sorry, just caller number 8. Sorry, I'm only giving away one. Oh, caller yeah, number 8. Right. Different game. Caller number 8. Caller number 8 is going to get the Barman Bourbon. 844-770-3776. Caller number 8 gets the Barman Bourbon. 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. 
You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. chimes in with a movie he likes but is sometimes embarrassed about. He chimed in with A Knight's Tale. You know what, JJ? I had not seen that until recently, maybe a year ago. Really good. Yes, that's a great movie. I've never heard. It, it's one it? I'm excited to show my kids. I feel like it's borderline right now for my youngest, So, but like, uh, it's not, I mean, they've seen PG, PG-13. It really just depends on, like, I swear to God, PG in 1980 means, like, almost R now. Yeah, like, for sure. I play for some sure. kids enough for the kids. I'm like, oh, it's PG. I guess mm-hmm. it'll be fine from the 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. What is going on in yeah, this thing? Yeah, yeah. For sure, for but because sure. uh, Beetlejuice is one, which I, I don't care. But like that's rated PG, and I'm like, how is that PG? Yeah, like, yeah. there is some strong. Yeah, I think it could go over the kid's head, but there are some strong yeah. innuendos in that for where sure. For uh, sure. it's a bit heavy. But it is PG, so we'll we'll fire it up. But I would say, have you seen Night's Tale, Chris Orr? No, what is it? Uh, you got excited about that prime time war, Shime. So how about you give us a, a rundown of what a Night's Tale is? Yeah, no, this that's a, a form- what do you? Sorry about that. I hit the wrong button there, guys. We're all good, I promise. Uh, but no, that's a that's a great Heath Ledger movie before Heath he became Ledger. the Joker, too. Yeah. Uh, he essentially plays this uh, squire to this knight who's enrolling in all these like jousting tournaments. Uh-huh. But it's almost like they did it in like a modern day sort of version where it's mm. in medieval times, but it would almost be like if a guy was like a NASCAR driver taking over for a previous mm. NASCAR driver who had like died and oh. he was now like he was now like the head guy and he has this like pit crew of guys who follow him around like around England yeah. in medieval times and they're just like I don't know, kinda getting into shenanigans pretty much. But it's it's very funny. Paul Bettany's in it too. I need um, to watch that. I it's a good it's that. a good flick. It's like a the movie right before he was the Joker. So it's mm. really it's like a cool look back at like what he was before yeah. that role. It's really fascinating. Yeah. It's really a fun movie. It's got modern mu- like the soundtrack, like right. some of the scenes yeah, have yeah, modern yeah. music for the right. soundtrack for it as well, even right. though it is a throw. So it is it's fast moving. It's good. It's a little longer than I thought it was going to be because it's mm. it's like an action comedy. I would call it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I would definitely recommend it. I wouldn't give you any crap for J, uh, JJ and Pornette for that wow. one. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Our sports questions are: Do you think the Milwaukee Brewers are too cheap to win a World Series right now? Seventy eight percent of you say yes. We are also asking at Jim and Matt. That one is at ESPN Madison. You can chime in on any of these, 844-770-3776. I didn't know that Ryan was actually going to post this one. Have you ever seen the movie Little Man? (laughs) 86% of you say no. What? And we also asked the question, is it harder to hit a uh, golf ball or a baseball? 88% of you say baseball. Good. And which ball is stationary when you hit it? Exactly. That was Willie Nash that chimed in. Mm. Uh, which is, a, yeah, that one is, that, that makes it easier. Yeah. Is it, yeah it makes it easier. One sitting still. Also, uh, there's no courage in hitting a golf ball. I think there's courage in hitting a baseball. Yes. You got to have some courage. Yeah, because if you hit a baseball wrong, you're going to feel that like yeah, in your toes. For sure. For like, sure. That rattles all the for way sure, through. For sure. Because that's something that's like, even with like football, I think football, baseball, obviously like combat sports, there's some people that probably are. Super talented or athletic and could do it, but you don't have the courage to get in there. There is a crossover, I think, some between ball. like stick and ball sports and like like physical sports. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I I think the harder crossover that I think you have at times with this is the idea of like Matt is really good at golf, mm-hmm. uh, but curling. I think the muscles, the mindset, mm-hmm. all of that, I think, kind of carries over. Right. And so mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that he's good at golf, but like. He's not like you can't just pick up a basketball and play. Right. Uh, I think LeBron could possibly play football. Mm-hmm. Baseball would be a lot harder. For like, sure. You saw Jordan. Now there's freaks of nature athletes like Dion, but he never mm-hmm. stopped playing. Right. And Bo Jackson mm-hmm. never stopped yeah. playing. But I do think that there is some sort of there's not a cross section of sports. Like I yeah. think I would assume most baseball players are really good at golf. Right. Or I think because there is a yeah. crossover there. Or, sure, yeah. or a kicker even because you have that mindset. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a different coordination. Yeah. There's yeah. also like a different muscle build for it as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Because for sure. F- look, Chris, you're a big, strong guy, but like those muscles, you don't see really super cut golfers no. because they get in the way. Same mm-hmm. with baseball players; mm-hmm. like they don't allow the free range of motion. For sure. For we sure. do have someone chiming in on the phone line about how it's harder to hit a golf ball. I'll just I'll let him take it. Oh, oh yes. Come All on, right, man. Alex, what's going on? Hey guys, hey guys. First <laughs> time, long time. Uh, I just want to make it very clear. 
Hey, golf ball is really hard to hit sometimes. Once back way back in the day, I, I was driving. I missed it eight times in a row. Uh, I believe I could at least get one hit if you threw me a hundred pitches. All right, I'll hang up. Cool. And Thanks. Well, Are you think, kidding me? What's that? I, I think out of ten, out of ten swings, I think you have a greater chance of not hitting one baseball than not hitting a golf ball. They're not driving a golf ball. Yeah, I would say it like this, that you have a better chance of walking up and never played golf before and knock a golf ball 150 yards mm. than you do of going to the pitch machines. Like, we could go out to uh, uh, Vitense um, and just go out there and they have the batting cages yep. and they have the, the – I could give Chris a golf, like a golf club and you go out there. I give him 10 swings. I bet you he gets one of those 150. For sure. If I – Give you a baseball bat, not hitting, and it will put it at like eighty miles per hour. Cool. And I'm not saying hit the ball; I'm saying drive the yeah. ball somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. that is where mm-hmm. I think you'd have mm-hmm. the issue with it. Yeah. Is that yeah, you might be able to nick it or yeah. We're not talking about a foul ball. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you have to like set your hips and drive yes. it forward because that's yes. the other thing. You have to reverse the velocity of this ball. They talk about extra yeah. velocity, so yeah. it's not even catching your bat up to it. Uh-uh. You have to have. Uh, enough in place to be able to, mm-hmm. to hit it and then pull it forward because it's working against you. 844-770-3776. Uh, who we got on the line here? Uh, we have Curtis in Madison calling about the Brewers' playoff. Okay, yeah, loss. we'll take that one too, Curtis. Uh, Curtis, uh, are the Brewers too cheap to win a World Series? Uh, yeah, it's not even the fact that it's too cheap. It's uh, the fact that they've also costed out with this whole Bally thing. They've lost a whole segment of fans under the age, I believe, of 20. Mm. And, you know, they're charging people extra money to get to watch the Brewers in your own state. Mm. And to be honest with you, and you guys can attest to this, no one really cares that much that they lost because no one can really watch the games anymore on your TV. Yeah, Curtis, it's a great point. Yeah, especially here in Madison. I, like, the buzz in Madison That's was not tough. the same. It's bigger yeah. in Milwaukee, but, look, it's easier. You know, you can listen to the game easier on the radio and get to the games. It's just more of an overall feel, a city mm-hmm. buzz for the Brewers in Milwaukee. But I think you're right. To the Bally's point, that is, I think, eliminated some of the statewide appeal of the Milwaukee Brewers. You, because you have to pay extra to watch the Brewers? Unless you – like, actually, I don't even know. Is it included – I don't have. I haven't had cable in yeah, a million years. I I have, you do have to pay for Bally Sports even yes. if you have what? like a regular cable. Even with a basic, I think most basic cable packages would not include it. You'd have to get like the sports package included. Jeez, what? That's brutal. Yeah. It's because I honestly thought they, that's they the only reason their games there. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, they're uh, well there's not the exclusive. Games. There's like an occasional national game, but out right. of the 162 games they play every regular season, I'd say like maybe 15 are on national TV. Wow. Yeah. That's yes. horrible. Right. And I honestly thought that if you had, I thought that's the only reason why people would have oh. cable is that like it would be included, you know, if they yeah. for Because like I have Hulu, so I can in theory buy the, the Bally app. Right. Oh. I don't I do not do that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't watch enough games to do it, yeah, make it worthwhile. Because yeah, yeah. that's a whole other thing, Curtis, you bring up of like those subscription, like people aren't doing it. People aren't paying for that. Right. So they're dying off. So yeah. they don't, teams are like, I think Arizona's one of them where yep. their, uh, their regional network folded. Wow. And just gave the rights back to the team. And now the team controls the rights. Uh, look, you know what? I want to point this out and we'll get the break. Shout out to the Suns. I don't know if you guys saw what the Suns are doing. Because of that network failed, uh-huh. the Phoenix Suns are putting every single game for free oh, on wow. local TV. Oh, that's dope. So you can that's see dope. every Suns game on TV. That's smart. It is really yeah, smart. smart. To Curtis's point, that's, that's going to bring in fans. Yeah. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.